cliffcentral.com We're going to cry, laugh, and love. And we're going to do it together. The Life with Libang podcast. That is correct. It's another week, which means you and I get to hang out and get to know one another, speak about a couple of things that have been occurring in the world lately, but most importantly, this special time of the week is for healing. That's H-E-A-L-I-N-G. Thank you so much for tuning into cliffcentral.com. If this is your first time listening to Life with Lebang, then welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. I am Lebang Khosana, and I am so lucky to be sitting in the seat today. I feel so blessed to be able to come onto the show and just be me and pour my heart out in hopes of doing a thing and doing the right thing and speaking to somebody who is in dire need of L-O-V-E. I think today's like a bit of a spelling quiz type day because I'm spelling everything. But wherever you are, I hope you're feeling good. I hope you're keeping warm. I hope you are feeling positive. You know, days are just not the same. And I must be honest with you, this morning I woke up and I was just feeling so down and I was like a little bit miserable, but I just kind of like picked myself up and put myself together and said, you know what, the day is going to go on, the show needs to go on and I just have to get on with it. So I'm hoping that in an hour's time after we've spoken and we've hung out and we've done our thing, I'll feel better because truly the purpose of the show is it's for exactly that. It's for me to feel better. It's for you to feel better. It's for anybody that needs a hug to feel like there's an audio hug that they can find wherever they are in the world. That is literally the whole point of me doing this. It's, it's my life's purpose is to connect with you and spread some love and sprinkle some light into your day. So let us hope that that is what we will accomplish at the end of the show. So days aren't the same, but the show must go on. So that's why we're here. So let's do this. You know, I, I usually have somebody in studio that I sit with and I talk to about a very, very interesting topic. But I wanted to just take a step back today and just regroup and just sort of chill and just reconnect directly with you and also directly with myself. Uh, one thing I, I forget sometimes is that coming onto the show of week is like therapy for me. And I... And I, I hope that I can be, I hope that you can live vicariously through my therapy sessions. Yeah. Just by listening to some of the things that we discuss, I, I hope that you can walk away and feel more equipped to do this life thing. That is really, really the only reason why I'm here. So I, I was away last week. I had gone to visit a friend who just recently got into a new relationship. And I was very excited for my friend because, you know, of course it, everybody needs love, right? Everybody needs love. And, you know, he had some concerns because his new girlfriend actually has a child. And he's not really sure uh, about how to maneuver the situation. It's the first time that he's experiencing this, which is fair. And more and more these days, I mean, people have kids. You know, people are having children. And the dating pool is the dating pool. And... You know, sometimes you'll find somebody that you really connect with and that person just happens to have a child. Just, you know, that's just what it is. And sometimes it can be difficult for people to accept that and sort of go into that relationship with the same level of energy, that same excitement and that same like, 
you know, you know, butterflies in their stomach because, oh no, there's a child. And look, some people just, it can be a deal breaker, but for others, it isn't. And today I'd like to speak to those people who it's not a deal breaker for them. If for you, you fall in love with somebody, you meet them, whether it's online, whether it's in person, at a mall, in the library, in church, wherever you meet this person and you fall for them, but they have a child. Today, I'd like to challenge you and share with you that it is possible to get into a relationship with a person that already has a child. But more than that, I'd like to speak to the person who has the child, who is now falling in love with their new partner. And now you are left with this big, big, big responsibility of introducing your child to your new partner. This is not a foreign concept, particularly in this day and age where we have so many more mixed families. We have so many more intertwined families that there's multiple parents in one situation. A child can have two moms, two dads, four grandparents, eight grandparents, just a big, big family just because of the time that we live in. We don't live in that time anymore. It's just one household with one mom and one dad, the end. And we need to embrace some of these changes that we experience as time goes by. So I want today to speak to the mother or the father who has to introduce their child to their new partner and has to introduce their new partner to their child. Now, off the bat, this obviously does sound like a daunting task that one may try to avoid for as long as possible because it's like, oh, I don't know how this is going to work, how we're going to deal with this. You may be nervous, you may be scared, but this is something that will eventually need to happen, especially if this relationship that you're getting into is a serious one. Because whoever you invite into your life and is in your personal space and your little personal bubble will eventually need to know your child or your children, depending on what your situation is. So ideally, right, you want to make sure that you're introducing your child to somebody that you're serious about. So off the bat, don't meet somebody on Monday and think that Tuesday is the right time to introduce them to your child. Ensure first and foremost, before you even think of bringing your child into the picture, you have to think about the relationship that you are starting and beginning. Does it feel like this relationship is going to last? Does this person have the right values? The kind of background that this person comes from, is it in line with the kind of you know, partner you'd want to essentially and eventually help you to raise your child. So again, these are difficult questions, but these are the things that you need to check with first prior to just jumping in and introducing your child to your new partner because things take time and you do not want to rush anything. You know, kids and adults need time to adjust and accept that, okay, cool, this is the new reality. And you know, especially if maybe you come from a situation where you are a newly divorced person and now you are living separately from the, your, you know, the person that you had a child with. That's a lot of adjusting to do already. It's already quite a bit to deal with. So again, I can't stress enough. Take your time. Do not rush this process because all of it is just generally disruptive for the child and it could cause confusion for the child. So first thing is, Please do not rush the process. Ensure firstly that this is the right person for you 
who fits and will gel quite nicely and smoothly into your situation. If if you've got a feeling that oh, this might be a short-term relationship or oh, we met on Tinder, we all know what we're here for. We're here for a good time, not a long time. It's okay to be honest with yourself about that. And if that is the case, do not involve your child at all. Then you are just doing your own thing as an adult that you can literally separate your child from that situation altogether, which is also fine because, you know, as an adult and as a parent, you need to be able to discern which situations need a child's involvement or not. And if this is literally just a fling or just a hookup, then don't even bother. But if it's the opposite and you can feel that this thing has the potential to be real, you're spending more and more time with this person and this is developing into a serious relationship, then eventually you can introduce your child to that person. Wait till you are committed in this relationship. Because remember, and this is something I say often, kids just need stability. Kids just want consistency. They need stability and security so that they can feel safe. That is how they can trust you and know that they are taken care of. So if you're kind of wishy-washy and changing partners all the time and introducing them to a new partner every month, it's really just going to confuse them and it's going to take off balance how relationships are shaped in their young mind. So you've got a big responsibility being a parent, right? But it's okay to let it flow. I, I remember quite specifically having to introduce my son to my then new partner who is now currently my 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 real partner, my actual man. <laughs> I remember having to introduce my son to him. And my son was two years old at the time. But I realized that this maybe isn't the time to introduce my son to anybody yet. Even though he was still so small, I took it very seriously that I'd rather let this be organic. I want this to flow as time goes because by time will tell if I even need to introduce my son to this person. I'm not just going to force things and be like, okay, cool, son, this is going to be a new dad. Don't, I don't want to put that pressure on my son. And I also didn't want to put that pressure on my then new partner, who is now my son's stepdad, which is great, but we'll get to that part later. So also keep in mind the kind of environment that you have created for your child. You know, if your child is used to, you being a single dad or a single mom, and they're used to having all of your attention. They're used to being the apple of your eye who gets every little bit of you. It'll be even more hard for them to adjust to the to the changes of a new person. If it's just you and, and the kid for a very, very long time, you know, the ride or die energy of you and me, baby, that gets tampered with as soon as you introduce a new party or member into the ecosystem of your household. So these are just things you need to be aware of, you know. So it goes back to what I said in the beginning. Make sure that this is a committed relationship and do not rush it. Give this the time that it needs to unfold organically. Concentrate your energy on building a relationship with your child, even as a solo parent, because your child is still the most important thing. You don't want a situation where... Your child is now used to having all of you and you are now suddenly in this fantastic relationship that is so nice and you've got butterflies and everything feels so good. And now your child sort of takes the back burner and no longer gets that one-on-one -on -one special attention from you. As a parent, you still need to ensure 
that you're giving your child this one-on-one attention that is intentional, that is all about you still getting to know each other, building the trust and strengthening your friendship with your child. That is still the key thing. And then, then you can get to your new love life. Because remember in the beginning, it's nice. In the beginning, it's like, oh, butterflies, it, it feels right. And you have these big dreams about how far this relationship is going to go. And, you know, if it feels good, you envision your whole life with this person. You know, you don't really stop to think, but, you know, maybe we're moving too fast or, you know, maybe I'm just getting a bit excited. We're just living in the moment. And we try to make that honeymoon phase the entire relationship. And then the minute there's a little bit of conflict, we run. Because now it's like, oh, this is not what I signed up for. But if you're a mature adult, then you can, you know, almost slow down and slowly settle into what could potentially be something beautiful. And truly, if it is meant to be something beautiful, then it will be. And there are certain cases where you've been a single parent for a long time. And perhaps the the split or the divorce was was messy or whatever your situation could be, you do need time to heal. You need time to heal from that separation before you just jump into a new relationship because your child needs to also understand certain processes and understand that this is the phase that my parent is currently in. But if you look after yourself and love yourself enough to heal and respect the process then you will be a better parent in the process in the long run you will be more equipped to meet the right person and to get into a new relationship that will feel right and that will result in a better environment for you and your child because you've done the due diligence however if you are just rushing into things and you just want to be with someone new and 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 your child will ultimately suffer probably even more than you are currently suffering. So sometimes it's okay to just stop, take a step back, just reassess. What are we doing? How did we get here? Check in on the people, check in on your partner. How are you doing? Are we cool? Great. Check in on your child. Always check in on your child to see how these changes may be affecting your child. I mean, you don't want your your child to feel pushed out. You know, you don't want them to feel neglected or rejected because of this inclusion of this new person. Introduce your child to your partner gradually. Consider your child's opinions and also show that you're listening to your child. Sit down with your child and ask, how are you feeling? Are you good? So what did you think about Auntie Linda? What did you think about Uncle Tom? Whatever the case, always get feedback from your child because children are going to be honest with you. For the most part, if they don't speak it, you'll see it in their actions that this is how the child is feeling. And they can only, if they trust you, that's when they're going to be honest with you and tell you the truth that, dad, you know, I'm not really sure about Aunt Linda because the other day, they'll always tell you how they're feeling and take that feedback seriously. Take it seriously so that you can be able to build that trust. So always, always, always top of mind, take your time. Do not rush into anything. And I know there's this like big YOLO mentality of you only live once. You meet somebody while you're on holiday in Cabo today, get married next week because you're so head over heels. And if that's your case, cool. If that works out for you, even cooler. But that's only in some cases. 
in cases where you are a, ch- a parent and your responsibility is to your child, making those kinds of decisions can be quite confusing. As fun as it was in Cabo for that week and you head over hills, you still have to take things slowly and consider that every action has a reaction. Whatever you do will affect your child and your child will react in one or other way. So you'd rather have a situation where your child is going to react positively and will be happy for you versus, oh no, my life is crumbling, my world's falling apart. So how can you tell mom and dad if your child is ready to meet your partner? So here's a couple of things that you can consider, right? If you have a toddler, remember that toddlers aren't fully ready at a state where they can verbalize their feelings or desires. They still you know, getting there, they're still developing and they are still using their body language the most to get their points across more than words, you know, so they're not going to fully understand that you're in a new relationship. But that also doesn't mean that they shouldn't be meeting your partner any sooner because toddlers, being toddlers, also become quickly attached to people. While they're still young, they are like, at the height of their sponge mode. So whoever's around them, they will suck everything in. They will. They are like parrots. They say what they hear. They do what they see. And I mean, this is a thing that happens throughout childhood, but particularly in this phase when they're very, very, very young. If you introduce your toddler prematurely to your new partner, they will quickly become attached to that person. And if that relationship doesn't work out, it's going to further confuse them when that person just disappears. So you want to be a little bit more careful with younger children. That's why, like I said earlier, when my when my son was two, I literally put the handbrake up. When I split with his father, I didn't introduce him to anyone for a while. It was quite a while before I said, this is who this is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So take your time. If you have school-aged kids who are maybe in primary or pre-teens, you know, they obviously are now able to articulate themselves. They can voice how they're feeling and they're often deeply affected by new partners, right? So because they're old enough to understand the, the significance of what position and what role this new partner will take, for them, it's not just, oh, okay, this is just a person. For them, it's like they take it a bit more seriously, like, okay, cool. They'll probably ask more questions. You know, they'll observe more see how often this person is coming over to the house, how much time this person is in, you know, in our space because they're already putting two and two together. So they're already dealing with their emotions, you know, and with this kind of change, you need to be aware of what the possible effects this will have on them. So the best way to determine if they're ready for an introduction is simply to ask them, ask your child, Say, you know, I've actually been spending some time with someone and this person makes me feel very, very good, makes me, makes me laugh, makes me feel happy. And I'd like to introduce you to that person. How do you feel about that? Literally, their response will dictate whether it's a good time or not. And lastly, if you've got teenagers, <laughs> if you have teens, know that these emotional and social skills are fully developed. These are pre-adults. Teenagers are generally more flexible when it comes to meeting new partners. And this is generally because they're more aware, you know. They often experience hormone-related mood swings, as we all know, and this makes them 
extra sensitive to change. So this is the time where you need to almost like follow your child's lead. You know, they, they must dictate if they're ready or not. They'll kind of tell you or show you that they're comfortable with this or if they're not comfortable with it. But because of how developed they are, it's best for you to, of course, just listen to your child, observe your child. If your child is kind of warming up to the idea of having a new person in the house, then you know that uh, you're on the right track. But always, always, always ask the questions. You know, sometimes as parents, we we spend so much time dictating and controlling and coming up with the rules, saying to our kids, do this, do that, don't do this, don't do that, that we don't often ask, what is it that you want to do? How are you actually feeling? I promise you these kids will tell you. They will literally tell you because they love you. They should love you and you love them. If you love your kids, you know, you're listening to the show, it means you love your kids and you care about becoming a better parent, right? So let's think about the time before the first official meeting. You and your partner are have maybe discussed it. Well, not maybe, but definitely you have to also discuss with your new partner hey, how do you feel about meeting my child? Are you cool with it? Because I'm ready. I've been observing or I asked him or her. They say they're ready. Are you? And then your partner will also kind of dictate where they stand. And whatever response you get is critical. How your new partner responds to the question, hey, babe, I think I'm ready to introduce you to my kids. Are you ready? How do you feel? How your partner responds is almost like a make or break. Right, But this is where you need to listen carefully because you may be excited like, oh, this is so great. My my child can finally meet my partner. Your child may be ready to meet your partner, but what if your partner isn't? So this is where the maturity comes in. Have that conversation with your partner openly, honestly. Consider every single option. If your partner is equally ready to meet your child, fantastic. Kudos to you this is great. It's going to work out lovely. But if your partner almost shows signs of uncertainty and is like, "Uh, I don't know, take that as exactly that. If your partners are not ready, you cannot force them. If they have valid reasons for not being ready to meet your child, you just need to take that as what it is and understand them. And if they can give you like reasons that make sense, then stop the clock. Don't force it. And also, Do not take offense. I don't think if you're in a relationship with somebody that you care about, they will try to intentionally hurt you. Don't take offense if your partner isn't ready. If anything, take your time. Continue focusing on your child like you've been doing. And when the time comes, your partner will communicate that they are ready to meet your child. And when that happens, it'll be, hopefully it'll be the right time for all of you involved. So leading up to the first meeting, gradually and gently let your children know that, hey, I've met someone and how you position this person is up to you. A very classic way is to say, well, I've got a new friend that I'm hanging out with. I mean, you don't want to just go, this is your new dad or this is your new mommy. You don't want to confuse the child. Red flag, red flag, red flag. Don't do that. Start slowly so that the child can warm up to the matter and say, this is my new friend. You know, you can even get very honest with your child and say, these are the things that I have in common with this person. 
This person makes me laugh. These are the kinds of things that we do together. And this is why I enjoy spending time with them. So make sure that your child warms up to the idea of meeting this person. Already you've positioned this person in the child's mind and you've given them like little nuggets as far as what they can expect. They can expect a good time. They can expect jokes. They can expect warm, warm, fuzzy hugs. Whatever it is that you like about that person, you're almost just like relaying that message to your child and saying, this is why I actually enjoy this person's company. And for that, I'd like to introduce you to them because I know you'll enjoy their company as well. I think it, it actually makes a lot more sense to to do that as part of like the gradual buildup so that later on, once all is said and done, the child can make their own decision as far as, okay, cool, I see why you like this person. I actually got the same vibe or the vibe I got was such and such. So if the other parent of your child, so the person that you had a child with is still involved in your child's life. So if you are co-parenting and your ex is spending a lot of time with your child, maybe every second weekend or whatever your arrangement is, you also need to let them know that there's a new partner. Now, I know that kind of sounds messy and possibly you may not even think of it as a real thing. But this is, again, where the maturity comes in. If you are co-parenting with someone, it is your almost like your responsibility to let them know that, by the way, I am in a new relationship with somebody that I think things can get quite serious with. We're committed to each other and really enjoy each other's time. So I was thinking of introducing the child to this person. This is, it, it isn't a rub it in your face, negative, malicious, weird thing. If anything, it's just out of respect of the responsibility to the child because this child is obviously going to be spending time with your new partner. And it's only fair that you let the other parent know that this is, these are the changes that are going to happen. To give you an example, I was, I would, I have a parenting, like a parent plan, which is almost like a court order for my co-parenting situation with my son's father. And while we're sitting there drafting it with the lawyers, you know, the lawyer said to me, so, uh, Lebang, would you like your son's father to let you know when he's in a new relationship um, so that you can ha have an understanding of what the, the household will be like when your, when your child is visiting him? And off the bat, I was like, to be honest, I don't really care. I'm not really like involved in his personal life, um, not from a space of like, you know, not giving a crap or anything. I just would like to focus on the child was my stance on it. And that was that. And over time, I realized that if I had actually stopped and given it some thought, I probably should have gone with yes. And this is just because of how a child perceives relationships and how much children are shaped by the adults that are around them and by the situations that are around them. And unfortunately, I only kind of woke up much later to the fact that, ah, now I get why these Hollywood celebrities who get divorces only allow their, you know, their, 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 their children to engage with their exes and their partners if they've been in a, in a committed relationship. Like there are literal parent plans and court plans, court orders that stipulate that you can only introduce your child to your new partner if you've been dating this person for X amount of time. So if you've been in a relationship for a year, then you can introduce them to the child because then 
it, sh- it shows that there is a level of commitment. Now that I don't have that in my parenting plan, my child is just meeting whoever, whenever. And it is sadly problematic because it is messing up how he views relationships. Whereas at home with me, he knows there's one mom and there's one dad, stepdad in this case. He knows only two adults that are shaping him. Sadly, when he goes to visit his dad, his father, it's a different situation. So these are just the things that we need to consider. And there's a reason why certain things are in place. So it's important for you to keep the co-parent in the loop. Um, You know, regardless of what happened in the past, it also shows that this is no longer about, you know, personally about what happened between the two of you. This is just, you know, to respect the rights that concern the child. You know, it also helps to prevent any bad feelings or accusations. Um, You know, if they were to find out from someone else or if they were to find out from the child, they'd probably be a little bit unhappy. So don't view it as an ugly thing. Go in there with a level of maturity and just announce it confidently and from a perspective of the reason why I'm telling you that I'm in a, in a relationship with this person is because I'm about to introduce our child to this person. And I thought it best that, you know, this person is a good person. They do this, they do this, they do that. Just as a matter of information, just so you know. And if you are at the point where you're co-parenting and there's a court order, make sure that that order has your needs. If you be more comfortable with your child being introduced to a new partner after a year or two in a relationship, you have every right to stick with it. Please keep your child in mind at all times. Let's move over to the first meeting now. This is where, you know, the big introduction is happening. Off the off the door, my advice is not to make it a big thing. Don't make it this big show and this hoo-ha and, you know, don't make it a performance. Just try and make it as chilled as possible, as organic as possible. But be clever about it. Be strategic. Remember that your child is used to having your full attention and now you're involving another player. And kids are good with what? Distractions. Kids, you know, they, they like a lot of things. So try and find a comfortable place that can keep everybody entertained but will maybe not invite like awkward situations and awkward silences so maybe go out and do some go-karting if that's something you're into um some activity that involves stuff like bowling bowling is a good idea maybe go to the arcade um you know just avoid dinner and lunch and you know really statue type setups where people are just looking at each other now and to be like so what do you do oh what do you like tell me more about yourself make it an activity that everybody can enjoy because your child will see and learn more about your new partner in that activity more than they'll learn at a dinner table or at a lunch table and i can say the same for the for your partner your partner will learn more about your child in how they have fun in how they are you know playing with the bowling ball or how they're just going about that activity so that by the time they sit down for the lunch or the dinner, they've already, the ice has been broken. You're kind of easing into the situation, you know? But even if this does happen and there's like awkward silences and stuff, you are the emulsifying agent. You're the glue, right? You are the person that loves both of these people that are just meeting. So you must be able to suss out the energy and say, okay, cool. How can I make this 
less weird. Like I said earlier, introduce your partner as a friend. Just make light of it, you know. Don't be, you know, overly lovey-dovey. This is not the time to practice your PDA skills, your your public, you know, displays of affection. Maybe we can just put the handbrake up for now. Because remember, you're introducing your child to this person as a friend. So you say to your child, this is my friend, LeBelle. This is my friend. And then you take it from there. And then just... Have a casual conversation that includes everyone. Don't put your partner on a pedestal like, you know, my partner, my friend does this and da 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 da, and my friend does that. Have a ca- everybody must just be chatting. Everybody must just be talking about general stuff so that you kind of ease into it, you know. And if, again, if you have identified this person as a very, very serious person that you are committed to and you're going to maybe get into a long, long term relationship with, then you can even step away for a moment, just like a two-minute step away and give them a chance to just be together. Give your child and your partner a chance to be together because this will sort of give you insight in how the energy is like. So just step away a little bit, maybe go to the kitchen and get something or quickly pop pop out to the loo. Your child will adjust and your partner will adjust, especially if these are two people that love you. If these are two people that love you, they're not going to want to let you down. They'll make it work. And better yet, it'll just work naturally and organically if this is the right fit. I remember introducing my son eventually to a stepdad. And I wasn't like, okay, my son, this is my boyfriend. I was like, oh, this is my friend. We spend a lot of time together. We hang out. We have a lot of common. We both love music. We both love cooking, etc., etc., etc. And we just... He was like, okay, cool, cool. Like he almost was so unaware of what was going on because I think at the time it was like four or five. So he wasn't able to articulate himself and say, oh, mommy, this is, this is, he was like, okay, cool. When I'd bring my partner around, the three of us would hang out, you know, we'd spend time together and I would give them space as well. Not, <laughs> not long, long, long time, but just like short, maybe five minute intervals where they could just hang out. And then I also got to see my partner in action. And I saw that, okay, cool. This was the right time. I didn't rush it. They have seen each other enough to be comfortable around each other. And it's not just like a boom, out of the purple, you're meeting somebody, the end. It was all, I had already softened up the situation. Another thing that worked really well for me was that when I introduced my son to my partner, there was also a lot of other people around. So he came through with his brothers and my brothers were there. It was almost like an abri situation where all of us are hanging out and my son is inside playing games and he's playing with his cousins. And, you know, he would see my partner and not necessarily, it doesn't click that, oh, this is mommy's partner. He just saw he, a lot of uncles around. And then when those uncles would leave, then it would just be this one uncle that is still there, or this one friend that is still there. And slowly, 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 they just got accustomed to each other. Again, now, you may ask yourself, why would I want to leave my child with my partner the first time they meet him? Well, the truth is you need to find out if these people are getting along. Are they vibing? Is the energy matching? Or what if this is just going terribly wrong? How can I salvage the situation? So in a case of a new partner, there'll always be obstacles to overcome from both sides, from the child and from the new partner. Therefore, you have to be 
overly aware in this case of your child's needs and allow space for them to voice their worries and opinions about this partner. It's your responsibility as the parent just to make sure that there's a safe space for your child to speak to you without judgment, without resentment from your side. You just have to be open to your child's feedback and say, so, honey, how did you feel about meeting, you know, Uncle Tom? And they'll say, well, your new friend Tom is, mm, he's okay. I guess I'll get to know him. That little bit of reluctance, you should ask, you know, for, explore further why they feel like that. Was it something Uncle Tom said? What did he do? Whatever the case is, but listen to your child. Make sure you keep paying attention to your child's feelings because mom, dad, your first responsibility is to your child. That child is dependent on you for emotional security, not on your new partner, on you. So even if there's feelings of like, like unsure, you're like, well, I'm not sure. Your child is like clearly like shook. You have to read into that and see that for what it is. And don't ignore your child's feelings. Don't tell yourself, well, as long as I'm happy and, you know, I'm cool and I'm living my best life, it doesn't matter what the child thinks. It absolutely matters what the child thinks. It definitely does. Because these kids can see everything. Also, don't leave it to the child to come to you. You need to check in with your kid regularly about how they're feeling about these changes. And, you know, you're the adult. Don't forget that you're the adult. The pressure shouldn't be on the child to make a connection with the new partner. You need to make room for it. That's why I said, leave them. When you're ready, just allow them to step aside and let them sit for two, three minutes. Let them have their own conversation. Let them kick the ball together without you always being involved. Let them have their own connection if it gets to that point. But always take feedback from your child. Now, like with all things and, you know, it's human nature, there can be times when conflict arises. And this can be conflict between you and your child. This can be conflict between your child and your new partner. Let's say things have gone well and now you are living with your new partner and your child, right? So now we're past acquaintance, we're past friend phase. Or, you know, now the child knows what's up. Like they know that, okay, cool, it's happening. This is a real thing. Sometimes conflict can arise, right? And you know some of the, the myths and some of the things that are said about step-parents. I mean, you grow up watching movies where step-parents are always painted as like evil step-parent. And this happens so much. So there's also like quite a bit of pressure on your new partner to form this bond with your child, like without any preconceived, you know, things that, you know, they, the child could possibly be thinking about or the parent, the new parent could be thinking about. And it's especially harder when this new parent doesn't have a child of their own. So they are coming into a situation where they have zero experience of being a parent. And now it's all new to them. So you kind of have to hold everybody's hands <laughs> in, in this journey. That's kind of your, your job at this point. So in reality, you know, most kids simply just want their parents to be happy. And this is very true. However, while they may want you to be happy and to meet somebody new, they can struggle with the impact that this will have on their relationship with you. Especially, like I said earlier, if you've been single for a while and they're just used to having your attention, now it's like, boom, this person is in the cut. Sometimes the child won't know how to react to that and it could lead to conflict. It could lead to, I hate you, dad. Since Lisa moved into the house, you've changed. I mean, this does happen. You know, let's, it's not 
it's not pretty, it's not friendly, it's not nice, but it can occur. And it is at that point your responsibility and your job to help your child to understand that a couple's relationship is different to that relationship between a parent and a child. Just reassure them that nothing is going to change between you and them. And how you do that is by focusing on your child. Don't let the the inclusion of a new person in your household shift how much attention you give to your child. Continue to spend time with your child. Continue to reassure your child that you are still my number one. I'm still completely down for you. It doesn't mean now that Uncle Steve lives with us, I don't have time for you anymore. And also, chat to Uncle Steve to slow down if he's also just attention-hungry and attention-seeking all the time. This is essentially not a competition. Your child cannot be competing with your new partner. No. Those two relationships are different. And you can manage them better if you're conscious and if you're aware of how these different relationships can work. One thing you should definitely do as the relationship develops is to make sure that you constantly are checking up on your child. Like, are we still cool? Are we okay? Nothing has changed, right? We still do our weekly mommy and son dates. We still do our weekly daddy-daughter dates. We still read together in the evening. I still read your bedtime story. Whatever you've already built as the culture in the household should not change now all of a Sunday because there's somebody else. Remember what I said in the beginning. Kids need security. They need consistency. They need trust. They need safety. They need that ongoing feeling of, I know that my mom or my dad is so down for me that whatever happens is not going to rattle what we've got going. So continue to encourage your child that we're actually okay. It's no biggie. We've got this. Blas one. <laughs> Take the time to listen to your child. Your child may have some fears or some concerns and use reflective responding. You know, this will help. So mirror back to your child the thing that they have said just to ensure that they feel validated and heard. And involve them in the, the problem-solving process, which is also key because you don't want to raise a child that just lives in the problems. You want to raise a child that identifies the problems but lives in the solutions. You want a child that's going to be like, ah, I'm having a tough day. I love mom, but I can't even tell her that I'm having a tough day because she's busy with Uncle Steve. But you know what? How can I solve this? Maybe do I tell them both? Or do I say, mommy, can I quickly talk to you for a minute? Don't. Raise a child that's just going to kind of sit there and not even be able to speak up about how they're feeling. And the only way that you can confidently do that is by constantly having a conversation with them. That back and forth is so key. It'll change everything. Ask your child, baby, what do you need? What do you need, my boy? How can I make this better for you? Then you can work on a compromise together. Anything that you do together, I promise you your child is going to just be happy to be talking to you. Your, your child won't need a big hurrah and a big show where you take them out for lunch and buy them all these great clothes just because there was a little bit of a conflict in the house. Your child just wants to talk to you. Your child wants a hug. They just want to connect with you. Everything else is just the cherry on top. So now you may be settling in and getting comfortable in this grand journey of introducing your child to a new partner. But now, how do you manage the time Spent. Spending time as a trio or spending time as a family versus 
just one-on-one time with your child. Do not make the grand error of only spending time with your child with your partner. As much as you just want to be with your partner all the time, you guys are head over heels about each other, kudos to you. Your child still needs that individual attention. You don't need to have your partner around all the time when you're with your kids. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> In fact, it's actually a bad idea. If your child can't access you one-on-one anymore, your child's going to feel neglected and rejected. If anything, it's just going to confuse them as to, why can't I just have a conversation with my mom anymore? Why must Uncle Steve always be a shame? All the Steves out there in the world probably are like scratching their ears right now because I've just made this Uncle Steve character my guy. These kids need time alone with you. They really, really do. But you do have to have a balance of how often your partner can join and participate on these these excursions or in this time spending. Have your partner there, but not always. The same amount of time that you have your partner there should be the same amount of time you have your partner not there. If anything, you should be spending more one-on-one time with your kid than spending time all of you. It's your relationship with your new partner. Not y'all's relationship with your new partner, right? For a while, just keep it as light as possible, especially if you're still in the introductory phases where it's still fresh. But in time, you can sit down with your children or your child and just explain that, okay, as you can see, I'm in a relationship, kid. Mommy is happy. Everything is going well. But also just depending on their age, they could will either understand or not. Rather, you have to get them to understand that this is what's happening and let them know that you've developed your relationship with this partner, but they need to also understand that, okay, this is mommy time. This is mommy and me time, or this is daddy and me time. But when I'm not with mommy or daddy, they are also with their new partner, with uncle Steve. And it's fine. It is completely okay because at some point there'll be time for uncle Steve and you as the child. There'll be just that bonding time for you guys to connect. So it can be a win-win if we just allow it. So kids are different. Family dynamics are different. And it may vary over time. Some kids may be worried that your family dynamic will change. So much so that they like, oh, I'm no longer going to be the priority. It's a wrap. Mommy's got a new man. I am now taking the back seat. Whereas before I was sitting in the passenger seat. Reassure your children. Reassure your child that that is not the case. And again, how you do that, continue to spend time with them. Continue to show them that whatever your fears are, speak to me about it and we'll work through it together as a family. I remember my son not being able to verbalize his concerns, but I could see in his behavior that he was a little bit unsure about how much time I'm spending with his new uncle. And he was like, why is uncle always here? Why is uncle always here? When he said that, I was like, oh, he went and asked me. And I said to him, I was like, well, I really, really love uncle. Uncle and I spend a lot of time together because we care about each other. And he was like, that's fine, but when am I going to see you? And I'll be, I'll admit to you, I'll be honest. I was making that era of only hanging out with my child when I was with my partner. It was silly, but I didn't know any better at that time. I, I, and I was just so desperate to, to have them get along that it actually didn't work in my favor. And I thought it would. I was just like, 
oh, I want them to know each other because at that time my, my child had no father essentially. And I was spending all of my time, maybe 80% of my time with my partner. And I was like, okay, cool. Maybe I can kill two birds with one stone. If I'm hanging out with my partner, just throw my kid in. And it was a big mistake on my part. I shouldn't have done that. I should have still honored the one-on-one time with my son so that by the time I introduced him to my new partner, he wouldn't have felt intimidated or threatened at all. But the nice thing is that we worked through that and we got through that and we got back on track which is a relief to the point where this, like in this day, like today, my son doesn't even refer to my partner as uncle anymore. It's not, Oh, my stepdad, this, my stepdad, it's straight up dad. And it was a hell of a journey. It was a difficult journey that had its own obstacles and its own ups and downs, but man, we got through it. Why? Because I kept asking my son, what is it that you need? How are you feeling? How can I make this better for you? It was so important for me to fix my mistakes and fix my errors and remind my son that he'll always be my priority. So I'm happy to, you know, to be where I am today, which is, yes, in a mixed family where my son is living not with his father, but he understands my partner to be his dad, to the point where he calls him dad, to the point where his younger siblings who are his children only know my son as their full brother. There's no half. We don't use the word step in our household. There's no 50% this or this is not your real dad. We don't use that language in our household. Everybody in the house, even my stepson, and this is me in virtue commas, even my stepson doesn't refer to my son as his half brother. Everybody is the same dad is dad and mom is mom and it's such a blessing to be able to achieve that because there was a time where I honestly never thought I'd be able to do it I was just like oh well my kid is screwed because his father ran off and and and, and those are my problems today and they they don't they don't need to be yours either I promise you they don't need to be your problems so when you're ready to introduce your child officially as now stepmom or stepdad, there's a couple of things to consider. From the outset, you know, there are things about a, a step family that would likely hint at trouble if they happened in a biological family. So for example, the biological parent, your the, the person that you had the child with, also still plays a big role in some of the decisions that are made in the child's life. The way the kids are raised, you know, the the, the beliefs, the values, all of that. Weekends, holidays, whatever it is. Though you have, though this person will have a say, always remember that this person also has invested in the, in the child's life. And this could make it a little bit more difficult. So if you're co-parenting with the person who is involved in your child's life, you constantly have to consider that person because they're also going to play a role, right? And ask yourself, if I sit down with my child and I say, okay, cool, child slash children, you know, mommy's friend, Uncle Steve, he's actually now your stepdad. That in itself is a process and it's a big jump. If you're co-parenting, you also need to alert the person that you're co-parenting with that this is the next step. I'm getting married and I want the child to refer to my partner as dad or as mom. And this, that's that on that. 
But if you're like me <laughs> and your son, your son's father or your child's father is or mother is just completely not involved, it's actually an easier transition. It's smoother because then the person that you're with will be the primary caregiver alongside yourself. So the only real and consistent male figure that my son has had for the bulk of his life has been my partner since he was two. And that's made everything so much smoother. That's why sitting down with him and having the conversation on, you don't need to refer to him as uncle anymore. He is now dad. It was a swift transition that we didn't rush. We also didn't, you know, we didn't take too long. We didn't force, we timed it so well that by the time we started having our own children, now my son had siblings, everybody just knew this is dad. And it made things so much easier. Make sure that you are constantly aligned with what you're trying to achieve. Be aligned with your child. Be aligned with your partner. And also in the case we have a very pleasant co-parent, be aligned with them as well. It'll just make life so much easier for everybody involved. You know, there was a time when my son was having a birthday party and we we're planning his birthday party and we we're all so excited and you know, we're putting things together and he wanted to do a pool party at the house and invite friends from school and have a sleepover. It was a lot. He said to me, you know, what about my father? By, by father, he was referring to his biological dad. He said, what about my father? When am I going to celebrate my birthday with him? And I said, well, because we, you see him every second weekend, most likely when he fetches you, he's going to throw you a party or you guys are going to get spend time together or whatever he has planned. And he said, well, mommy, you know, my, my wish is for my, my father to come to my birthday party here in this house so that I can have my mom and my dad and my father all in the same house at my birthday party celebrating me. And it was a difficult thing to listen to. It was not easy. I kind of just like kept quiet and I was like, bro, <laughs> I was like, I love you. But the way life is set up and this in this current moment, that's not going to happen. But I can assure you that I'll work towards it. And since hearing him out and listening to him and him being that honest with me about how he's feeling, I've kind of made it like my mission to somehow be more mature about this, to just be more conscious about how these kids are getting affected by things. And it's, I really, really wish that one day that can be possible for myself. Remove myself from the situation. I hope, I hope his father can remove himself from the situation and just think about the kid and the kid's needs. And I then Bob's the uncle, or in this case, Steve's the uncle. <laughs> so there's a way. There's definitely a way. You just have to consider boundaries as far as the, the co-parent goes. You need to consider, you know, how deeply you listen to your child and how much of what your child is saying to you or showing to you, you are actually considering and then putting into action. Your actions are what speak so very loudly. What you say is just words. And I just hope that you, if you're in the situation and you're, you're maybe not a parent yourself, but you are deeply, deeply, deeply in love with somebody who has a child. I hope that the show can give you some sort of, you know, just like a, a better understanding of what the situation is from everybody's perspective. And if you are a parent who is deeply, deeply, deeply head over heels in love with somebody who you'd like to introduce to your ch child or children, 
that I hope that after listening to this, you'll feel better equipped. There is light at the end of the tunnel, is the point. If that is the right partner for you, then your child will feel it and you will feel it and you'll all know it. If you just pay the right price and the right respect to the process, and if you take a step back and look in and give this process the respect and the time that it needs, it'll pay off. Don't be in a rush. Don't be in a rush to introduce your children to somebody you just met and you're already telling them this is your step-parent. Don't, don't hurt anybody in the process. Give everybody the time that they need to get through everything that they need to get through. And that is this week's episode of Life with Liba. Did you cry? Did you laugh? <laughs> I hope you did one of the two, but most importantly, I hope you have a better understanding of how to go forth into this world. This may be something that you're about to experience or you haven't even thought of experiencing, but it is what it is. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Life with Lebang on cliffcentral.com. My name is Lebang Hosanna, and I am truly, truly looking forward to spending time with you again this time next week. Go out there and be great. And yes, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. I walked into the show, not sure about how I'm feeling, but now I feel so fine and I feel correct. And that's all because of you. Love and light, my people. Love and light.